When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a special Leicester Mercury video. It's fixture release day and joining me to pour over Leicester City's fixture schedule for the new season is James the Sharp End Sharp. Uh, it's been a busy morning, hasn't it, with the fixtures yep. coming out at uh, this morning. We managed to get them a few, about an hour before they yeah. were officially released so we could get all our ducks in a line and straight away we saw the opening fixture away at Manchester United. What were your thoughts? Oh dear. Well, I, I guess oh dear. I mean, I feel a bit for Claude really because the big thing that we were talking about before they got released was how tough will the start be because of how tough it was for Craig Shakespeare last season and essentially he paid the price for having a tough start that included four of last season's top the season before's top six they didn't get the results they needed and Craig Shakespeare lost his job some would say prematurely so for someone like Claude Poil who's going into the new season with not that much credit in the bank from certain sections of supporters, you'd be, he'd be hoping to look in and see, with no disrespect to the likes of Brighton, but those kind of clubs' early doors. And you look at the fixture list and it's Man United away. First game of the season, it's a repeat of the of the opening day 20 years ago, which is a two-all draw, and Leicester haven't beaten Man United at Old Trafford since 1997. It is a pretty uh, intimidating place to go, but I also think it's a great one as well. I spoke to Steve Walsh, um, the former City uh, captain, earlier today about his reaction to the fixtures because he played in that team. It was the last City mm. team to win at Old Trafford, a uh, 1-0 win, win, Tony Cotty goal. And he said it's a great one to start with because it really gets you into the season straight away. You're not uh, going through the motion, you're not get, trying to get up to speed. You have to be right at it from uh, from the word go. And uh, when we cast our minds back to the start of last season, yeah. Arsenal away, uh, the historic Friday night game to start the Premier League, um, City really did perform, I thought, quite well in that game until the end when Arsenal come back and took the points. But it was very encouraging. Vardy got to look yeah. straight away off the mark and... They, it, the fact that they were going to a place like that and facing a challenge like that, I thought they really rose to that. So I'm, I'm yeah. hoping they're going to do the same again. But you're right, after that... I was will... on holiday for that game. I was on holiday and we were in a restaurant <clears> and uh, I, the guy next to me had told me that Leicester were 3-2 up with 10 minutes to go. And I was like, fine, this is great. We never win at Arsenal. Brilliant. He, on to the next course, on to dessert. He checks his phone after full time. He just shook his head at me and I went, no, oh, it's not 3 all, is it? He went... No, I couldn't believe it. I was devastated. But hopefully that won't happen again. Yeah, and certainly if you look at the fixtures we moved down from the United one, it's not as bad as it was for Shaky uh, and City yeah. last season for Claude Powell. The first home game, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Now I think that's a tricky one. I think that's well. tough. I, They're I, really I, I, coming up buoyant, yeah. aren't they, from their their fantastic campaign in the Championship. Yeah, we Leicester played them in pre-season last, last season and lost. And already at that point you looked at that Wolves team and thought, these are these have got some quality players in there. The questions surrounding George Mendes and and the the class of player that they are attracting, but they've got some quality players and they did what Leicester did, which was win the championship at a canter. They will be a tough side, I think. 
because they've got some really, really good players. But after that, it's not too bad. Southampton away, Liverpool at home, which is always a challenge, but you know, winnable. We've seen City yeah. beat uh, Liverpool at the King Power Stadium in the past, Bournemouth away, and then Huddersfield at home. In terms of the top six, uh, first six games, mm. take out the United game. And you know, City have got a good chance to get some early points on the board there. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? It's nowhere near as bad as Shakespeare's was last year. And uh, that first game will be tough, and the second, the home game as well will be tough. But after that, you look at those games and think, do you know what? Leicester should be picking up points there. And I don't think, I think Claw would look at that and go, yeah, it's not bad. I mean, you're certainly thinking of the first home, few home games. You got Wolves, Liverpool, Huddersfield. And then you got Everton. You got, you know, they've got to turn the King Power Stadium into a fortress again. Second half of last season, it wasn't the case, was it? Teams no. could smell uh, a, uh, an opportunity when they came to the King Power Stadium. Perhaps the atmosphere wasn't quite right. The t- team certainly wasn't quite right. They were very inconsistent around that period of time. They really need to turn it into a fortress again, don't they? Yeah, they do. And we, we saw a sense of that at the end of last season for the, for the Arsenal game, yeah. where Leicester beat them for the first time in forever. The atmosphere then was good. The performance was good. And... If they can go into the season with that intensity of performance, which is what they lacked a, a lot of times towards the end of last season, then I think I think they can do that. I think also the signings they've got, they've brought in, which we'll, also, we'll touch on. I think that that, that is a key area, but I, I've got confidence that they can do that. Well, if the start isn't too bad, yeah. we look at the festive period and then we look at the end of the season, yeah. and it certainly is totally contrast, isn't there? It's really tough. Uh, over Christmas. I'll just give you the fixtures. Leicester on the 22nd of December are going to Chelsea. Four days later, they're at home to Man City on Boxing Day. And then it's Cardiff at home and Everton away on New Year's Day. What are your thoughts on those? Tough. Uh, I mean, playing Man City at any point is going to be tough. That festive period is always is always key because you've so many games in so little time that before you even know it, you can make ground... But if you, if you rattle off a few wins, you can properly be pushing up there. But if you lose, if if you lose a few, and by the time you blinked, you've got three, three or four, five games, and you've lost four of them. You're starting to quickly plummet, and momentum can momentum and, and bad momentum can pick up quickly. It's tough. It's tough in that in that sense. And that Man City game as well is an added the Riyad Mahrez derby. Yes, Riyad Mahrez could be. We're we expecting that deal to still go through. Uh, we understand the two clubs are still in negotiations. There's been some issues around uh, agents' fees, we understand. Uh, but it still looks like Riyad Mahrez will be joining Manchester City at some point during this transfer window. And that is the first opportunity for him to return to the King Power Stadium. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what re- reception he gets if he, if, if he departs. I think it's far enough into the season for people, for fans to... Not as bit, not be as angry as potentially they might be, and to welcome him back with open arms. They should do because he's brilliant, mm. and he's been the most enjoyable player, exciting player to play for. He's still here. I don't know why we're talking about he's going, but if he does come back, I'm sure Leicester fans will give him a good reception. Well, at the end of the season, um, if Leicester City are chasing something, or heaven forbid, needing points to secure their safety, let's, let's in hope the title is wrapped up by May. Is what yeah. we're saying. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. Um, Leicester City at home to Arsenal, away to Manchester City, then at home to Chelsea. The last three. I mean, that is a, that's that's a grim running. That yeah. it really is bad. That Swansea City had something similar, didn't they, last season? Yeah, you you've just got. Oh, was it Huddersfield? Yeah, you've just got to hope that by that stage in the season, what you are fighting for is is achieved. Really, I mean. Uh, 
I, I don't know. We're going to have to write it off. And Leicester at home against Arsenal, they played at the end of last season and won. So it's not like they're all complete write-offs. Oh, no, Arsenal not. and Chelsea are both at home, and you would say that they could, they could probably get something. Just on paper, it looks daunting. What you would say is those nine games before those last three fixtures, um, all those nine games, Leicester don't play anyone from last season's top six. So as bad as those last three fixtures are, the nine before them is probably Leicester's best period or most, um, most ripe area for, for getting points. Downside of that, of course, is that Leicester had that period last season when they had home games against Swansea, against Bournemouth, against Newcastle. And that was when Leicester fans thought they were going to pick up loads of points and finish seventh. And they dropped loads, drew loads of games, won or lost ones they shouldn't and missed out on, on, on European football. So that's the period where Leicester should be targeting. Claude has got to hope that he fares better in that period than last season. Is there any other fixtures that uh, spring out to you? I mean, for me... I'm looking forward to the trip to Fulham. I was hoping it was going to be a Saturday yeah, afternoon start the end I've not of the season. Been, I've not been before. But <coughs> Lovely idyllic with the sun out, walk along the banks of the Thames. It's not the case. It's a midweek game in December. Uh, no parking in West London. It's going to be a nightmare. But uh, I'm looking forward to going to Yeah, Fulham. that's one of the ones. I think that's the only one I've not from the, the <coughs> Premier League teams that I've not ticked off the list. And everyone talks about how <coughs> idyllic a ground it is and how lovely it is. Um, I think it would be a good game as well because Fulham, Fulham are an exciting side. I think, actually, <coughs> the three ties that have gone up, um, maybe Cardiff aside, although they're, they're Warnocked, aren't they? So they're very tough and they won't be easy sides. Wolves and Fulham are both, are both excellent footballing teams and I think will make the division harder because neither of those two will be, will be difficult. Cardiff's interesting because they've got basically Leicester's... That's away on the 3rd of November. Yeah, I mean, Cardiff have now basically got three quarters of Leicester's defence from about 2011-2012 but they've got Sol Bamba just signed Greg Cunningham um, Lee Peltier. and Lee Peltier as well they just need Miguel Vitor now to complete the set so there's a few old faces there so I'm looking forward to seeing Sol Bamba play in the Premier League again I think that's something that the whole world needs to see <laughs> him and Johan him and Johan Benloan in, in one game is um, enough to get any neutral paying for a match ticket and what about this one then Tottenham away on the 9th of February the, the first new time at the new stadium and it's looking impressive the images that we've been looking at on the internet as well their first game there will not take place until September when they entertain Liverpool but um, City go there in February. It'll be up and running as well. So that's another ground to tick off uh, the list for City fans who love to collect these little um, trips, don't they? So that one uh, leaps out as well. And let's let's talk about the team as then. How do you think yeah. the team are, are shaping up? Ricardo uh, Pereira and Johnny Evans are now on board, uh, closing in on um, Madison. Hopefully, with fingers crossed, they're going to sign Dragovic. But we understand that several of the clubs are in talks with Dragovic as well about. A possible move: Everton, West Ham, and Brighton. Mm. How do you think they're shaping up, and what what else needs to be done? Well, we had this conversation, didn't we, on the desk not that long ago uh, about Dragovic mainly because all the fans want him to sign. In our transfer Tinder poll that we did, he came out on top as the player that lots of fans want to sign. They didn't. They think they didn't see enough of him last season for whatever reason that was, and think he deserves a chance. And if they do sign him, we spoke on the last podcast about saying. Well, is he going to be in the same position that he was last year, which is being third choice this time behind Maguire and Evans? Then we also then talked about would that potentially open Leicester up to playing three at the back? Which I think they could possibly do. I mean, Ricardo is an attacking fullback, so is Ben Chilwell. They're both strong 
uh, going forward. So that makes them perfect for a wing-back system. Mm. If you've got three strong centre-backs in Evans, Maguire uh, and um, Dragovic, uh, we're expecting Mares to go. And as we've said before, you know, where does it, where would he play in a system exactly. like that? Exactly. I think that's the, that is another one of the keys is that Leicester have always been built at the back to play three at the back with the likes of, of Chilwell and maybe all, well, would, would have been Albright on the right as a right wing-back. But with Prayer and Chilwell, you've got two out-and-out wing-backs. Uh, and then they're really strong defence. But the problem with the three at the back was that you always you didn't really be able to put Mares in because Mares doesn't like defending at the best of times, let alone when he's playing at wing back, and he's better out wide cutting in and as opposed to playing in the hole. So the issue with three at the back was always how do you fit Riyad into that system? If Riyad's not there anymore, that that becomes less of an issue and you don't have to worry about those areas. And that would open then Leicester up to playing midfield say Vibora and, and Didi maybe Silva and then you've got and then you can look at playing the more creative players more centrally like Madison if he joins or Ian Acho who then play, who played uh, a promising part at the end of last season and showed that he's he's got some quality so I think that three that three if Dragovic signs and Mares goes I think that really is pointing towards us to play three at the back for next season. Well, the fixtures are out. We're already getting excited about yeah. the new season. We've got a World Cup to come, though, as well, yeah. uh, with 10 Leicester City players involved. Uh, it really is now feeling like it's getting getting close yeah. again and uh, the excitement starts again for Leicester City fans. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you again next time.